Welcome to Boston's Best, a podcast where you go behind the scenes with financial planner Mark Condon as he asks industry-leading experts in and around Boston to talk about their businesses. Mark will find out what sets these companies apart from their competition and how they have risen above the inevitable challenges they have faced along the way to their ultimate success. And now, here's your host, Mark Condon. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to episode 89 of Boston's Best, brought to you by Condon Productions. The goal of this podcast is to highlight businesses in and around Boston. My guest on today's podcast is Rob Garvey. Rob is the owner of Heritage Smart Technologies. This is a really cool business. Their singular goal is to make your home or office an easier and more enjoyable place to live, whether that's by automating the lighting schedule so you don't return to a dark home, a home theater space, or an outdoor speaker and lighting setup so you can have the perfect backyard to relax in. Heritage Smart Technologies does it all. Rob grew up in upstate New York, and after graduating college, he moved down to Boston and never went back. He worked in the AV space for 17 years before COVID hit. Heritage was founded in 2021, and Rob hit the ground running. He networked with the local community and joined the Lions Club to help give back. In this episode, we talk about the full suite of services Heritage provides, as well as their common misconceptions about what they do and don't do. Basically, if your Wi-Fi is out, call Comcast, not Heritage. And be sure to listen to the end. As Rob shares the advice he'd give someone looking to start their own business, what he would tell his 18-year-old self, and how he defines success in any given year. And so, with that introduction, I hope you enjoy this episode of Boston's Best. Good morning. This week, we have Rob Garvey. Rob is the owner of Heritage Smart Technologies. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on Boston's Best. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, as we were chatting before we started recording, I, I laughed uh, how we got connected. It's the first time I've had a spouse reach out on somebody's behalf to get uh, to get them on the podcast. So that was, I laughed when uh, when I read her message. <laughs> yeah, my wife's in communication, so she can't just yeah. she, she communicates. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's her thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I'm glad she, I'm glad she connected us. I think you're only the second person I've had on from the tech space, you know. And I think you're cool. I think you're episode eighty something at this point. So you know, happy to have have you on here and get into the business a little bit. Before we do, though, give us a little background on yourself. Are you from Massachusetts originally? Where do you live now? Uh, so I, I originally grew up in upstate New York, uh, okay. up on the Canadian border, north of Syracuse and in what we call snow country up yep. there. Moved to uh, to Massachusetts after uh, after college. A couple of friends and I, we I went to, to college in upstate New York. And we thought if we're going to work, you know, really basic jobs, let's just pick a cool city. So we moved yep. to Boston and... Um, I've stayed ever since. Uh, right now, uh, my wife and, and uh, two kids and I live in Norfolk. Okay. And we love this. It's a nice little town and couldn't be any happier. Yeah. So when you first moved to Boston, were you in the tech space originally? What did you do as a job? So when I first moved to Boston, we came, you know, uh, a few friends and I, we, we all thought, yeah, we're going to get great jobs and, you know, we're going to be, <laughs> you know, these t- business moguls. And then, you know, after a first month, you can't pay the second month's rent and you think, okay, I got to take anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I ended up getting into the tech space. There was a job for a computer delivery person. I, I thought I'm, I can lift a computer and, and move it. Uh, and I took this delivery person job. Uh, the company I ended up staying with for 17 years. I worked my way up from a delivery person to a salesman, uh, then got into sales management from there. And uh, I was with them for uh, for 17 years. Okay, we that that was more on the professional audio uh, audio video side of things. So uh, providing big projectors for concerts and uh, you know big yeah. uh, 
big things for trade shows and um, you know major presentations, that kind of stuff. So, okay. so that's kind of how I got into the into the tech side. Got it. So I'm going back because I don't know how old you are. 17 years. Are, are these laptops or were these like like flat screens? These, were, or these like the tube. Computers? This is yeah, the big tube computer <laughs> monitors. In retrospect, it was an awful. <laughs> it was an awful way to to start. But uh, yeah, we had those big CRT monitors, and we had vans that uh, you know I'm six foot two, so you'd have to hunch over in the van and yeah. uh, lug these things out. Luckily, the technology got a heck of a lot lighter and thinner, <laughs> yeah. but it was after, I, uh, after I'd already moved to sales, so that was someone else's problem. But um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have a lot of background. I was, in, you know, uh, I was in the AV club in high school and college. At that point, it was just uh, any job to pay the rent, and uh, I thought it was kind of cool. And you know, we kind of expanded from, from computers into uh, projectors and you know, a lot of that video side of things yeah. and, and, uh, and concert level audio and that, that stuff really, I'd always loved it, but it was great to kind of grow with a company and, and get to learn it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so how does that, uh, how did the transition happen from, you know, leaving that, that company for 17 years to starting your own business? Was there this epiphany, well, this like moment where you said, I want to go on my own or? It was COVID, fortunately, oh, oh, okay. last year. As as you can imagine, uh, if your you know your business is based around live events and meetings of a thousand people, uh, as soon as COVID hit, the industry just totally crashed, and it was a it was a real shame. You know, if uh, it's like someone turned off the lights one day and then for two years uh, they yeah. went back on. So you know, a lot of uh, technicians that I know uh, ended up having to move to other. Uh, other jobs and and other things, and uh, it really just uh, you know decimated an industry that uh, was was really thriving up until that point. So so after 17 years, uh, you know uh, I found myself looking for something new, and this is always something I I really wanted to do, yeah. uh, and kind of had in the back of my mind, and it presented an opportunity to start my own thing and try to make a go of it. Nice. So how how long was that transition from when you know? COVID happened, you were kind of in between. So when you started Heritage? A little under a year in at this point. Yeah. So yeah, about a, about a year from the point where COVID started, where, uh, you know, uh, my company just, we tried to make as much happen. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of virtual meetings and, and those types of things, but it was really, you know, just scraping for, for any business that you could get. So uh, after a year, they had to, they had to do some layoffs and just really downsize because uh, they really couldn't. Yeah. Uh, support and staff that large. So at that point, um, you know, I, I looked at what I really enjoy, which was uh, home theater and, yeah. and audio and and those types of things. And um, you know, I, I've also uh, really into the home automation side as well. Uh, found that that was just something I really enjoyed. And you know, like any other person who's starting a business, you want to try to build something around making something that you enjoy. And yeah. you know, the, you try to get to that point of uh, if you're doing what you enjoy, it's not work. So uh, that's what I'm hoping to build. So let's get into the, like the full suite of services that you provide people. You had mentioned home, you know, home automation too. That that part you love, home theater. Let's get into yep. the full suite of services that you offer people. On the audio video side, I do um, you know all, all sorts of audio. Uh, so home theater, uh, whole house audio, indoor, outdoor. Okay. Um, you know, you want speakers out on the deck. Uh, you want speakers out in the yard. You can make that happen. 
uh, video side of things, you know, uh, projectors, TVs, uh, I can install all of that. Home automation is such a large swath of things, you know, uh, at this, at this point, you know, your toaster connects to the internet, yeah. uh, if you wanted to. <laughs> so everything from, uh, you know, automated lighting, heating, uh, with your thermostats, smart locks, smart, uh, doorbells, wireless cameras. Uh, there's, uh, there's kind of a million, a million things. And that's, that's what I find is a really interesting new realm because people are just kind of, it's a really a new emerging market there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the creativity is there. I mean, I just came across the other day, a light switch that is designed to just never touch it. It uses <laughs> sensors to tell if someone is coming in the room and turns the lights on. It tells, it figures out what time of the day it is to, to adjust the lighting to the correct amount of lighting. Really? So if it's at night, the lights aren't really on full blast. And then, you know, because uh, we are in an, uh, in a technological age, you can also control your Sonos and your, uh, your thermostat through it. Uh, and it's all in a, you know, a regular size light switch. And I just find that stuff no really way. cool. And, uh, I think that's really going to be kind of the future is, uh, you know, you know, the, obviously a lot of people say don't reinvent the wheel, but it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that why don't we reinvent the light switch to work yeah. uh, a little bit more seamlessly so that we can control it with our voice. Uh, and when you have your hands in the dishwash in the dishes and you need the lights on, you just say, turn on the lights. <laughs> so, uh, I, I find that really interesting. And, and, uh, and so there's a lot of emerging stuff there. Aside from the home automation and the AV, I also do some landscape lighting. Uh, as well, low okay. voltage landscape lighting, so uh, I can put you know uh, lights pretty much uh, anywhere. You know, I do a little bit of networking, a little bit of computer networking. It's not my forte, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I do a lot of uh, wireless mesh networks and that type of thing. You know, I don't uh, I don't claim to know a lot there, but uh, as I find out, I know a lot. Uh, I know more than the average person, and that <laughs> that is something that they need because generally, people when it comes to to computer networking and uh, and making the internet work, it's just I, I don't know <laughs> this works. Please yeah. help me. So uh, generally, I can help there a little bit. Yeah, I don't know how it works either. I remember when COVID first hit uh, with the, the Wi-Fi and the network, I was kind of migrating to working from home. Now I'm just fully remote at this point. And, you know, I'm down in the basement. It's funny, like a minute ago, it's flashed across my screen. Your mm -hmm. internet connection is unstable. And I laughed as you were talking about this, but like I had like a mesh system down here or some Wi-Fi connector. It, it just <laughs> didn't work. Like it, it was terrible. And I was like, I don't understand like how any of this works. Uh, fortunately, I haven't had any issues for a while, but yeah, I don't know how any of that stuff works. And then the home, the home automation stuff is yep. really cool. Just everything being voice activated and just walk, you know, walking by, like you said, with the light switch and it adjusting the sensors. And at some point people aren't, aren't going to have to touch anything. They can just, you know, everything's just going to be fully automated throughout their home. It's such a cool place that I think we're getting to just as a community with all this stuff. Yeah. And the, the interconnection is, is, is just, uh, you know, it's everything can be connected to everything. I mean, you're at a point now where you could get up in the morning and say, uh, start my morning routine and it starts making your coffee and your toaster turns on. Really? <laughs> it's, uh, it's really a, a very cool. Yes. I mean, everything has to be connected to the internet. And uh, as someone who professionally installs that stuff, half of it, you know, probably won't work because of an internet <laughs> yeah. because your internet uh, will, will have a, a, a bug, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting there and that stuff is getting a lot better. And uh, 
You can set up routines where, you know, if you have light shades that come up and down that uh, can be connected to the internet. So the shades come down, the coffee turns on. It's, it's, uh, no there's a really a lot of cool possibilities. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea you can do all that stuff. And as far as the outdoor audio yep. and all that goes, I always told my wife, yep. like, we currently live in Framingham. We'll probably be out of here in a few years. We have a four month old daughter. Uh, so when she hits, yep the school age, we're going to get out of here and go somewhere else. Cause we're in a townhouse community right now. Like I want my own, you know, single family with a backyard that we can host. And I just want that backyard feel where people come over with the barbecue going and you just got, you got the speakers going, you just have music going on in the background. Just give it this, you know, this nice energetic feel that is hard to find. A lot of people don't really have that, that set up, you know, this day and age, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much that can go on back there between, you know, the audio, you can put in TVs, you can do, you know, the the landscape lighting. I mean, obviously, you know, just a, a little bit of, of light really kind of sets the sets the mood, but you can also do colors, Yeah, uh, which you don't really think about. You know, you're having a party, you're having a, a Super Bowl party or 4th of July, and you can turn the lights on red, white, and blue. Yeah. Uh, at, at this point, it's so easy now to add uh, add those type of things. And, um, you know, the outdoor space, of course, we're in the Northeast. So that means you get to use it like three three months of the year. <laughs> but there's uh, there's a, a ton of, uh, of cool possibilities. And, um, you know, I, I love, you know, that first, uh, you know, when you turn the grill on for the first time of the year uh, and, you know, you're outside and the sun's shining, that's, that's really what it's all about. And uh, if you can add some music to that, you can add a couple other things. It, uh, it really just makes it such a much in, uh, a more enjoyable space. Yeah, 100% agree. When you started, decided to finally start Heritage, what were some of the early challenges that you faced just starting your own company from scratch? And then what was an, like an early success that you experienced where you said, hey, like this... I'm onto something here. This could be a really good business for myself and my family going forward. Well, uh, when I started the business, uh, I actually was able to find uh, a company that uh, does consulting for people starting uh, businesses like mine. I was able to to work with those guys, which really kind of gave me a, a, a leg up and a, and a good starting point. They had originally looked down the path of, uh, of doing franchising. And uh, they were about to sign a deal to do franchising right as COVID hit. And then that just completely blew, blew that apart. And so they kind of shifted gears into uh, kind of helping people set up their own, their own business and just advising them. And uh, it was a guy who was super helpful, had a lot of experience and, you know, he wanted to be able to provide newer, uh, newer business owners with the, uh, the knowledge he knew of things to avoid, things to do. And so luckily, and as well as they were able to help me, you know, get a website going, develop a logo, get my marketing materials. So they really were able to take me from this is just an idea to this is a this is an actual business way much quicker than 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 I would have been able to do on my on my own. So luckily, I've been able to have them as advisors, you know, the landscape lighting was something I never thought I'd be involved in whatsoever, but uh, they said, "Yeah, you can. You can do this. It's all low voltage, so uh, you know it's uh, it's not something you necessarily need to be an electrician to do." And uh, you know, he he was able to kind of uh, lead me into some other uh, into some other things that I could provide that that I probably wouldn't have uh, have thought of myself. So so that was that was really a, a great uh, great way to start. He uh, they they put me through some trainings. To you know, learn more about some of the stuff, and uh, as well as as I said, you know, develop the website. So 
for the first couple of months, it was it was really going through uh, those stages to get it all all going. Uh, and then you're turned loose into the world to start putting holes in people's walls yeah. and uh, <laughs> plug things in. Uh, and that's a that's a learning curve, to, you know, uh, in it, within itself. I you know coming from. 17 years in the professional AV side of things, you know, I knew how things plug together and, right. you know, how your TV works with, uh, with other things. It's a completely different thing once uh, it's, uh, it's time to uh, let's start drilling some holes and, uh, and attaching things to the wall. So, yeah. you know, there was definitely some, uh, some learning curves there. There, there always will be. Uh, it, it's a very interesting, you know, I was saying this to my wife the other day, it's, a, it's an interesting business because, you know, with so many other things like uh, electrical work, and uh, but by no means uh, am I saying that that's uh, that's easy. But typically, you put in a light switch, it either works or it doesn't. Yeah. In the audiovisual side of things, there's a fifty percent chance that I can hook up everything exactly the way it's supposed to be, and then it just doesn't work. Huh. <laughs> and then I have to spend the next four hours going, "Well, is it the TV? Is it this side of things? Is it that the remote's out of batteries? Right. Is it because?" That I mean, that really uses my brain, and uh, and I, I enjoy that uh, that aspect of it. But it can become supremely frustrating that uh, you can do things by the book and exactly the way they're supposed to be, and then you've, you're looking at a black screen and the customer saying, "What the what's the deal?" So I don't know that that will ever change, but uh, but that's the that's the industry I'm in, and that's why uh, a lot of people don't want to take it on themselves because yeah. uh, they. They say, I, I don't know why it's not working. So it's, a, there's, you know, it's definitely a, a steep learning curve, but, but you get better every day. And, you know, as far as successes go, you know, just yesterday, I put in a, uh, a home theater for a guy who, you know, he, we had gone back and forth and, uh, you know, he, he originally started with kind of a, a boxed uh, system from Bose. And I said, you know, well, we could definitely put this in. It's a little bit older. You're going to have these, these complications. Or we could just, you know, you could sell that and we could just start fresh and you could pick out the speakers you've always wanted. He loved that idea. And we finally got it all put together yesterday. And he was just ecstatic about how good it sounded. You know, he has a subwoofer that probably could shake his neighbor's windows. (laughs) We have it on, uh, we had it on like uh, volume one and a half out of 10 (laughs) is where we left it. And, you know, that's, that's really what it's all about for me. Once everything's together and the picture looks great and the, the audio sounds uh, as, as good as, as it is, you know, turning on that first movie and hearing, you know, a plane sound like it's flying overhead uh, or an explosion, just shake the windows. And, you know, th- that's, that's really, uh, it makes it all worthwhile for me. It, when someone's excited about that, that's, that's what gets me excited. And that's really the, the success for me, uh, as far as just making people happy. That's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I know the, the sound when I've gone to friends' houses, like you said, the airplane, like flying over them and you feel like you're literally under an airplane. And then I go home to my house and just sound like yeah. a traditional TV. Like it's just, it's just a different feel. <laughs> um, and yeah. I was laughing when you talking about challenges, like you can hook everything up correctly and, you know, because you're dealing with so many different things that it could be X, Y, or Z that's causing whatever it, whatever it is to not work properly. And I started laughing. I was thinking of Christmas vacation with, it, with him setting up the lights. And it's like, there's just like that one light that could just cause like <laughs> everything else to go out. You think you have everything plugged yes. in. It's like the one, like everything was plugged in, but the switch wasn't on, you know? So 
it's just it's just funny all the different types of uh issues that you can come across when you're putting everything together. Yeah. That's, that's very much what I deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> Is there a meaning behind heritage, smart technologies, the name? Um, you know, we tossed around a couple of names and uh, we kind of landed on heritage for uh, a, a number of reasons. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, heritage kind of uh, leans in the direction of, uh, you know, quality and craftsmanship. And we, we kind of like that aspect about it. Um, but when I was starting the business, you know, really my main driving force is I have two sons. They're two and five. You could already sense that they're kind of into uh, into speakers and uh, and those types of things. You know, I uh, my two year old. If there's ever a, a minute of silence, he's probably gone underneath my computer and is uh, <laughs> hopefully not uh, pulling any cables out. But uh, so, uh, you know, really, uh, I'm hoping that the heritage becomes something that they can grow into. And, you know, I'd really love to be able to provide them with an option, you know, take over the company and become the, the heritage uh, in, the, in the name. I'd be happy if they do, do other things, but uh, I'd love to leave that door open for them. So, uh, so for those couple of reasons, uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of how we landed on the name, but it wasn't a, there was no lightning bolt moment. How have you gone about marketing your business as a new business owner how have you gone about the marketing piece and networking and just getting your name out there you know outside of you know instagram messages or the podcast here well uh it's definitely been uh a, a learning curve there uh, you know as i said uh you know my wife is 100% the social media arm uh for, for my company so she really has pushed me to uh, you know, become become more involved in, in Facebook and, and and those types of things. Uh, I've found that you know joining local uh, groups on Facebook has been uh, been yeah. really helpful. Uh, I'm part of the the Norfolk uh, community page, and that's been my number one marketing tool so far. Is being able to post. They have Small Business Fridays. You know, that's that's one of the things I love about Norfolk is they're just really small business friendly and you know people want to do business within uh this little town and and support uh support others and and I think a lot of the other towns in this area are kind of the same way so so that has been really great uh marketing for me you know I do a little bit of google I've tried uh, some facebook ads and that type of thing but I think you know in the, in this area the biggest marketing tool you have is people knowing you and word of mouth I think that's how the majority of businesses uh, around here grow and uh, and get a name for themselves. So I try to just look at every order as a as an opportunity to shine and, and make people happy. And uh, if I continue to do that order to order, then it'll grow organically, uh, and uh, my name will continue to get out there. So so it's not a uh, <laughs> not not a huge uh, massive marketing plan, but uh, I mean networking is everything. You just need people to know who like what it is that you do. People know, like, and trust you. They're going to eventually, hopefully, work with you. And let's be honest, there's not a ton of individual business owners that do what it is you do. And you're in a cool space. Like, what you do for people is a lot of fun, right? So if you do it well, people are happy with what it is you do. And it's such a cool experience that you're giving them. You know, the referral and the word of mouth is going to kind of be natural, I would think, in your industry. You know, whereas my industry, I'm in, you know, I'm in finance. Like, nobody likes talking about finance. Like, it's a lot harder to, you know... (laughs) to network, you know, and get people to like refer you. Right. So, but what you do is like such a cool thing that you do. And I think just, you know, you don't need a, this master marketing plan, but just networking with as many people as you do and just getting people happy with the services you provide. 
at the end of the day, hopefully that should help, you know, market you, market you naturally, you know? Yeah, I, I sure hope so. Uh, and, and, you know, for, for a lot of the things I do, I think the majority of customers don't really even understand it can be done. You know, sometimes you just have to put out a video of me turning off a light with my voice or, yeah. uh, you know, coming in through uh, a lock that I put in that uh, you can just use a fingerprint. Yeah. As opposed to pulling out a key and uh, you know, people are like, oh, wow, I had no idea you could do that. So there's definitely a, lo- a lot of customer education. But um, yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on. The, uh, the networking has been, uh, has been a huge part. And I've also, you know, also joined a lot of uh, local service organizations. I, I've joined the Norfolk Lions, uh, the Lions Club here. And that has really helped me, you know, uh, get more involved with the community, which I think is, is a very critical part of, you know, if you're, you're expecting a community to embrace you, you kind of have to, you have to give back. I've joined the Lions. I'm part of the Norfolk uh, Small Business Association. Th- those have been, those have been great uh, groups to join and to really get to know more people. And, uh, you know, I, I try to not make that about uh, growing my business in any means, but by just by knowing more people, then they talk to their friends and, and it kind of happens organically. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Uh, are there any misconceptions about what this like what it is you do and the services you provide if people called you and be like i want to do x but you just don't do it or yeah there is and 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 it's uh you know i get a fair amount of people who you know uh their tv is just dead and not working and uh I, unfortunately i don't fix uh electronics you know that's definitely a separate skill set and uh, you know as well as we were talking about you know the the internet not working there's just so much there that you know, people call me all the time and say, "Well, my internet's slow. What can you do about it?" And unfortunately, the answer is, "Well, you got to talk to Comcast or, yeah. <laughs> uh, or or a FiOS." I'm always happy to take ten minutes and just explain it to people and to to explain to them, you know, well, here are the things that I can do. But really, what the problem is is that you know you're uh, getting the most basic service, and now you have two TVs and three iPads and uh, six Alexas all hooked yeah. up to it. And you just need a little bit, you know, higher end service. Uh, yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm happy to talk people through that because it's really, it's overwhelming. And you, you talk to, you know, you get on the phone with Xfinity or, uh, or Fios or someone like that. And they just kind of throw technical jargon at you a lot of the times. And, you know, you've, a lot of people feel like they're being sold to. And I try to uh, get away from that and make it simple yeah. and, uh, and make it, Make it affordable and, and cost effective because that's that's really what people want. You know, yeah. uh, there's uh, there's a lot of snake oil, unfortunately, in the audiovisual industry with you know six hundred dollar cables that do the same thing as a seven dollar cable. Yeah. And uh, I try to I try to fight that uh, everywhere I can because I think it's just not necessary. And people are so out of their element in it that they could easily be taken by something like that and say, Oh, I've got a $600 cable. I want the best. Uh, And, uh, you know, I try to, uh, to be honest upfront about that and share my knowledge as much as I can. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, it's, that's so true because I don't know what the hell the difference is between one cable to the next. It's like when I, you know, I remember growing up, it's kind of, it made me think of this story growing up. My father always used to take his car to the auto mechanic down the street. Every single time he went there for like an oil change or an inspection sticker, 30 days later, he'd have to bring it back because there's something else wrong. And like they're using like this auto jargon that none of us understand. So like the electric and the tech space, like all this jargon that none of us understand. I think, it, OK, I, I guess I got to fix this and I got to get this. And we're nothing wiser. Everybody's a professional in one specific area. And 
you know, you could say whatever you want to somebody else. So the big guys like Comcast and Fios, like whatever they say, I'm like, sure, I guess. Like I, I have no idea. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, they need, <laughs> they need the individual independent business owners to be there for them as, you know, a trusted person, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. Obviously you work a ton outside of working. What are some of the hobbies that you enjoy doing? Spend a lot of time in my home theaters. Uh, so, uh, that, that really is, uh, work and life uh, blended, yeah. <laughs> blended all into one. Uh, as a as a father of a two-year-old and a five-year-old, the amount of uh, actual hobby time or, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, basically, uh, if there's any, any free time, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's generally spent with the family, which is the way, is the way it should be. So uh, I, I, do, I do enjoy woodworking, uh, and I would love to get further into that down the road. Just because, you know, I really, you know, when you work a, a job that you're constantly on your feet and you're constantly, you know, moving around, there's something enjoyable for me to just kind of shut my brain off and just do something, build yep. something, uh, those those types of things. So that really helps me, uh, helps me focus. But two-year-olds, uh, they need a lot of stuff. <laughs> they, yeah. need a lot, they need a snack and then they need you to, to help them with something. And, uh, and that's generally my hobby is, uh, is that, unfortunately, right now. But I love, I love my boys and uh, I don't think twice about doing any of that for them. Yeah, I'm not at the two-year-old or five-year-old stage yet. But my wife and I have a four-month-old daughter. I can see what you mean by the hobbies. It's four months. We're only four months in and it's, it's just life-changing. <laughs> like, you know, we have... We, uh, you know, she's in daycare, daycare is a certain time. And it's like, okay, like you need to drop her off and pick her up. Like there's no other, there's no other, there's nothing else you can do. Like you need to abide by the daycare schedule. It's okay. Everything in between, like these are the hours I work because before that she needs to get taken care of after that she needs to get taken care of. And it's just like, these are the hours I work. And so as far as hobbies go, you know, I I love golf. I hope I can get out there this summer. I don't know what that's going to look like with, you know, a seven, eight month old daughter, but we'll see. But yeah, I can, I can, I'm getting there. I can relate to you uh, in some capacity. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's all, all consuming. And then maybe if you're lucky, you got 45 minutes at the end of the day to watch a little Netflix and uh, hopefully not fall asleep on the couch, but it's, uh, it's all worth it in the end. So um, I'm happy to do it. Nice, man. Um, well, last few questions, Rob, before we wrap up this episode, what would be the first piece of advice that you would give someone who's looking to start their own business? I would say that you just have to be tenacious. Uh, you really have to. Yeah. Uh, it is undoubtedly going to be way harder than uh, than you think. Uh, <laughs> everyone's got these romantic ideas of, oh, this is going to be great. People are just going to be knocking on my door. And it's not going to be like that. You're going to have to fight for every inch that you uh, that you get. But it all uh, it, it is all worth it, and uh, and you just have to keep fighting, keep pushing, and it gets better every day. And uh, you know, inevitably, you will take a vacation, and that's when customers are going to call you. Uh, you know, <laughs> it is going to be the opposite of what you want, and you're going to have to take a phone call at nine o'clock at night. But you know, once you once you build it and you get the wheels turning, at some point it it certainly starts to get easier. And I'm by no means am I am I there, but yeah. I can already see the uh, the trend. I would say be tenacious, and you know, like I said, uh, building the relationships with the community through uh, through service organizations, through small business uh, the associations, and that type of thing. I think yeah. has been really helpful. It's helpful for the community and it's helpful for you as a business owner. So yeah. I think they're. They're absolutely worth doing because uh, you know groups like the Lions, 
there is no agenda. It's just who can we help? How can we help them? Um, and uh, I think that's it's a critical part for the community. And you're going to you're going to make friends there, and they're going to suggest to their friends, and, and it helps you grow uh, while while giving back. So I think those are those are totally worth doing, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think it was a great piece of advice. If you could go back and tell your 18 year old self one thing, what would you tell him? Well, I was, you know, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday and half of me says, uh, when I was 18, I was really into car stereos. You know, those, those ones where the guy pulls up next to you and you're like, what is wrong with that guy? (laughs) And I would have told my 18 year old self, just don't (laughs) just just skip that. You're probably going to ruin your hearing. And, uh, uh, but you know, that, that kind of started me down the road of, uh, of, uh, you know, getting into, into audio and that type of thing. Uh, You know, I really wish in, uh, in retrospect, I got more into, um, electronic engineering and being able to build things electronically. I, I really find myself, kind of looking, looking back and thinking, man, uh, that would have been, that really would have been great. I really would have enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, uh, at the time I was just kind of drifting around at 18 and, uh, you got into college and, uh, assumed, oh, I, I, I can talk to people. I should be a communications person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that wasn't in any way what I did whatsoever. So, uh, I would have loved to be a little bit more, uh, involved with that. And I will, I will certainly make sure that, that my son's get the chance to experience and, and really uh, try some of those things. Cause I, I kind of wish, yeah, wish I did, but um, you know, everything leads, uh, leads you to the path uh, down the path to where you are now. And yeah, totally agree. what can you do? Yeah. All right, Rob, last question I asked, I've asked every single guest on boss's best this. So love to hear your answer. We all have a varying depiction of what success looks like to us. So how do you define success? I would say it, it definitely is not financial. Um, I think the older I get, uh, the more I realize that, you know, uh, when you're in your twenties and, and you're finally, uh, you know, have, uh, have started to, to, to make it and you're, and you're growing, growing in business, you know, think, Oh, cool. I can buy a lot more stuff. Uh, and you know, now that I'm, uh, now that I have a family and now, uh, that I am where I am, I, I realize that the stuff does not bring happiness. Yeah. It doesn't bring you know, it's just more stuff to keep track of and to, uh, to have to move, <laughs> move around. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I think really the, the success is, is just finding, uh, you know, what makes you happy and enjoying what you have. Um, yeah. more money has not, has not brought me more happiness. It's, it's my family and it's, uh, you know, and it's doing work that fulfills me and, and makes me happy at the end of the day. And I think uh, I would love, I would love for more of that. Because uh, that just, you know, that really makes me feel good and makes me feel like, you know, all this work that I've put in to get the business where it is and to install things for two or three days and the two hours of figuring out why the picture isn't working. Yeah. You know, if the customer's smiling and he gives me that thumbs up to say, this is awesome. Yeah. Then that's success for me. And it, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a dollar value. That's, uh, that's what I've found so far. Rob, I think that's a great answer. Thank you very much for coming on Boss's Best to Talk Heritage Smart Technologies, man. I really appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right, I'll talk to you soon. 
Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thank you for checking out my podcast. I really do appreciate the love I've received for this show. I believe now more than ever, any exposure to local businesses is great for them to receive and I'm trying to do my part. If you are a local business owner or someone you know in the Boston area that would like to be featured on the podcast, please email me at bostonsbestpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please follow this podcast. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. You can also find us on Instagram with the handle at Boston's Best underscore podcast, as well as Facebook at facebook.com backslash Boston's Best podcast. Again, I truly appreciate the great feedback for this show and stay tuned for each new episode every Friday at 8 a.m. Take care.